I love this epistle from 1 Corinthians. Um, I wish it were the one appointed for this Sunday, but it's not. The one this Sunday is not nearly as, as perfect as this one would be for Easter Day, any Easter Day, but especially Easter Day on April 1st. April Fool's Day. God gets the last laugh. There is a tradition of the holy fool, and uh, we, we know it from secular culture. If you're, if you're a fan of the Middle Ages, you, you know that often the courts had court jesters, and the, the, the juggler or the jester was there for the king or the queen, uh, yes, to amuse them and to make them laugh, but also to occasionally to speak truth and then quickly cover it with a joke. Surely we need a jester in Washington. <laughs> The jester provided a huge uh, gift to the monarch, the king or the queen, and the wise king or queen chose their jester with care, someone who could make them laugh, but also who could speak truth to power and could be honest with them. Well, the church has its own share of holy fools. Um, Way back in the fourth century, a man named Simeon um, decided to go to the desert to look for a life more closely attuned to the way of God. And then he came back from the desert into the city, um, modern-day Aleppo. And he climbed up on top of a pillar and lived on a platform there for 37 years. This was his way of turning things upside down, of, of being a spectacle, of making people think about their own lives uh, by poking fun at himself and poking fun at their lives. Um, he helped people sort of draw closer to God. What is truth? That great question of Pontius Pilate. Now, Simeon the stylite was one to try to hold a mirror up to the craziness of culture. Other people took that name of Simeon. Um, In the 6th century, there was another Simeon, and he too loved to do crazy things to make people think twice. Um, He was famous for for taking pebbles and nuts and throwing them at the clergy all through the services. You can imagine how he irritated the clergy, but he made people laugh, and he made the clergy mad, but made them think about it. Famously, Simeon stood outside a major church on Good Friday and ate sausage in front of everyone. You know, the holiest day of the year when people should be fasting and certainly not eating sausage. And there he was, munching away. Uh, Partly to show how ridiculous um, the customs of the church could be when they were missing the important things. Um, If that sounds familiar, it's because Jesus did that over and over again. Um, We don't have too many examples of his antics, though perhaps overturning the money changers' tables was more a comedy routine than an act of violence. We don't know. Um, But the Simeons kind of showed the way. Um, Later in Russia, there was a famous holy fool named Basil, St. Basil. Um, The great cathedral in Red Square is named for this St. Basil. Not some um, uh, high-in-the-sky in the pious Basil, but this crazy Basil, who again would throw things. He would throw rocks at the rich people's houses. He would steal from uh, tradesmen who he thought were unjust and not treating people fairly. Um, and they say that the, the terrible um, czar, Ivan the Terrible, feared nothing except for Basil, the holy fool. 
because Basil could make fun of him. We can think of another leader who fears very few people except is really, really worried about what people think about him. There's a wonderful place for the holy fool. Um, in medieval France uh, had a whole position for what they called the jongleur de Dieu, the, the juggler for God, or the, or the, um, uh, the prankster, or the, the singer. They're all sort of collapsed into one person. Um, there's a wonderful story about a particular juggler who had nothing to give to God. He had nothing to offer God. And so he found a particular statue of the Virgin Mary holding Jesus. And he decided right there and then to perform for the Virgin Mary. And so he juggled and he did somersaults and he stood on his head for Jesus. That's what he could do. St. Francis and his friends often patterned themselves on these, uh, these jugglers for God uh, to amuse God, but also to create a little bit of mischief in the world. But then Francis and others who followed him had, um, had a sermon that was dead serious because they believed that the world itself was upside down. And so in order to show the world how upside down it was, one needed to stand on one's head. <laughs> This is kind of what Mary sings about in the Magnificat, this, this world of holy re- reversals. And to believe what she sings about, um, that the mighty are brought down, that the poor are lifted up, um, that the rich are sent away empty, but that the hungry get good things. Um, one kind of needs an eye towards foolishness to believe that, especially when we see the way of the world where the rich get richer. There was an article in today's New York Times about an island in Costa Rica where um, it's not just the playground for the rich, it's the, super, it's the super rich playground. And so just being rich isn't good enough. You have to be ultra rich to go to this place. You can only imagine what uh, Francis or Simeon would do in such a place as that, <laughs> what they would throw or how they would stand on their head. It's a wonderful thing that Easter Day is April Fool's Day because it can remind us of this old tradition of holy laughter, of this idea that the devil seems to be winning, seems to be winning in our world so often. He seemed to have won with the crucifixion of Jesus. But then Easter Day, God gets the last laugh and shows the devil that the joke is on him. And so it's for us to follow in this way of holy wisdom Um, To laugh out loud in the face of evil, in the face of death, because we know how the story ends. We know how the punchline goes, that God wins in the end, and that there is life, there is life in abundance, there is health, there is happiness, and there is endless laughter. This is what we can carry with us, certainly on April Fool's Day, certainly on Easter Day, but really every time we get together to celebrate um, this meal of, of bread and wine, this meal of the body and blood of Christ, which is foolishness. And yet it is God's promise. It is God's hope. It is God's certainty for each one of us that we somehow in the love of God continue in this meal until the day when we feast with all the saints in God's heaven. We give thanks for all the long list of holy fools and pray that the Holy Spirit might inspire us into holy foolishness. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.